welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Star Wars Visions Season 2. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello, hello. And Noma. Hello there. How are we doing today, guys? Good. Alive? Yeah. More <laughs> animation? What are we going to talk true. about today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, just, I have to stop myself from going on to the next episode every time, because I mm-hmm. want to be, like, fresh excited every time to talk about it versus it's like oh i remember watching that one it's like no i've just watched it no wow like first impressions first impressions yeah i mean visions was a brilliant idea and the more i see of it the more i believe that it was a brilliant idea mm. it's just it's irritating to see that like all these studios can come together and make a 50 10 to 15 minute story that gets you more intrigued than anything mainstream <laughs> that has come out besides like Mandalorian, Bad Batch, Kenobi, and like that. Like, you're just like, oh my, I need more. Like from both of those, the the two that we've watched so far, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here just like, yeah, yeah, okay. They did a book on Ronan. I want a book on this one that we just saw. Interesting. Okay. Right away. Like th- this is the kind of thing where it's just like, you've given us a teaser and the little overarching here's this section of a story Mm. you know you can put that section still in the book and we'll know all about it because we've seen it but give me the before and give me the after now i don't need movies and i don't need a full show for it this is perfect for a book this really feels like the new version of that old meme you know still a better love story than twilight yeah Mm. like just the the amount of quality we're getting compared to i mean I won't go over it again. If you listen to this podcast, you know the the gripes we have with uh, current Star Wars stuff, right? Um, yeah, it's crazy, right? You've got all this creativity at your fingertips, and then you just... Open a basket. Don't... Let them play in it. Right? That's it. These could all be series, right? Visions sure. are really like, good. Yeah. And I think because... that shows a diversity of like what we get with this season so far too, right? Like we get a whole bunch of different people from all around the world working on Star Wars mm-hmm. and you see different perspectives on it, which is fantastic. And you know the best thing about that? It's not shoved in your face and no, it's not it's good. feeding to an agenda or anything like that. Not obviously. It's a passion project. Yeah. Very much so. Where it's just like, we love Star Wars, you love Star Wars, you'll love this. Boom, that's it. Yeah. Well, in, in terms of subtlety, um, you know, going, I guess slightly going into this episode the thing that i've really liked is that all of the uh voice actors so far yeah. have kind of been tied in to the nationalities of um the studios right mm-hmm. with uh the sith it's super subtle because it's basically just uh, i think her name is lola mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's basically just her right but you, you get a little bit of that kind of i'd argue it's a little bit more mediterranean but you know the hint of spanish kind of mediterranean uh, sure. overall vibe and now with this one, we're going to have all of the characters, except for, I think, one or two, maybe, because one of them doesn't really talk, uh, <laughs> are all uh, very, at least for me, very clearly Irish. Um, yeah, So that was definitely really cool, learning about that, you know, tying into the studio. But yeah. I like how they, they're kind of supporting local, like, actors and, like, BOs for that kind of stuff and studios that are kind of pairing up with them, which is really cool um it's easy to get people to do vo overseas now like because you can just have your your home studio and call it a day right oh yeah um, you don't need people flying over countries to do it in in studios anymore but yeah exactly like the right kind of um well i'll even call that like not really inclusivity but it's just like the almost like 
hey, I made a short film with my friends. And like, mm. here's the people yeah, from my neighborhood. Watching. You know, like, it's kind of like that vibe. And it, it's not Ben from Parks and Recs either trying to do a stop motion film. <laughs> oh. <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I spent nine hours. <laughs> I sent this to Leslie. I said this was better than Avatar. <laughs> Oh, geez. It's well, fine. He's still got cones of Dunshire. <laughs> <laughs> what episode are we talking about today, Ed? We are talking about Vision Season 2, Episode 2's Creatures Reach. We're going to discuss what happened, what what may happen. I mean, like it's, that's all speculation. What would you like to see? We've kind of talked about it already. But Easter eggs. Easter eggs are plenty. And there's a nice one that I think, as we talked about, like, you know, bringing up culture from where in the world you are and what kind of spin you can put onto it. There's a big one here that maybe some people know, maybe some people don't know. I had a thought about it and I made sure to look it up and I was right. So I'm definitely going to talk about that later on. Yeah, but before we get into all of that, if you enjoy this episode, if you are enjoying Vision so far, if there's things you want to talk about, about things that you've seen around the world or Star Wars fans around the world that you might know, get in contact with us. There's many ways to do so. We'd love to hear those stories. Love to hear your own takes on it. Um, there's a bunch of ways to do so, and Noma's going to let you know how. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, as always, the easiest way to get in contact with us is our website, voiceoftheforce.com. We've always got that merch shop. That's shop.voiceoftheforce.com. And our email, which is connect at voiceoftheforce.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is at VoiceForcePod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with the growing listener base and is very much appreciated. We are streaming over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash voiceforcegaming. Uh, for now, the main days are Fridays, and at the moment, uh, I'm doing a collab stream with a VTuber friend of mine, Roomba friend, and we are trying to survive Project Zomboid. Uh, it has started off very rocky, and we're getting marginally slightly better. And by that, I mean nobody died last episode, but we'll see how that keeps up. Uh, but yeah, we'd love to have you join us there and, uh, you know, watch me get eaten by zombies. Uh, and you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us of five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases thank you guys let's jump into the spoiler warning before we get into this episode because if you haven't seen this episode already which is creatures reach you need to go watch creature in their reach because if you don't you'll be spoiled let's get into the episode Is in here. I don't want to see a ghost. <gasps> I saw the ghost. Alrighty, so <laughs> the animation studio this time is Cartoon Saloon, and the writers, I'm going to butcher one of your names, I apologize, are Will Collins and Jason Tamamegi, uh, and the director is Paul Young. Like I said, uh, if I've mispronounced anybody's names, I do apologize. Um, Irish stuff in particular is very super interesting to me because of how the, the stuff works together. Uh, I've talked with Ed a little bit about that because there's heroes in a game we both play that have stuff like that, like how M-E-B-D is Maeve in Irish. Um, interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. It's super uh, super interesting in like how it all translates in. One of my other favorites is uh, Finn McCool. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it looks one. like Finn McQueel yeah. when you look at it. Um, yeah, just a very we've, very cool. we've got one of the cast with a name like that, so just be ready. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm probably gonna butcher their name too. Um, I'll, I'll I know the way to say it. I so. just oh, added yeah. the uh, music yeah. uh, guy for this one. The composer. Oh, sure. Yeah, the music is done by Leo Parson. Really uh, enjoyed that. Apologize. Um, yeah. So the synopsis of this is very uh, short because these are visions episodes, but we basically get an opening shot of a workhouse on an undisclosed planet you know it's like rows and rows of bunks that all these uh different species are sleeping in um it kind of cuts to the kind of nondescript but it looks it looks very 40k this like grim grimy factory that they're all working in and um it go, shows all the layers and all the levels of people working all this stuff gets to the top um steam blows into one of the people's uh hooded people's faces they kind of walk out um and we're introduced to the main character who is doll um and she basically is very frustrated with life like this and and all this stuff she's followed out by who will end up being the remainder of the characters for this episode um so we've got bathan quinn and kina um bathan being the other the only other character around her age male human um younger human who i think is quinn and then kina is this like the youngest some sort of uh, purple-skinned alien um and we basically get a thing where Dahl says that she's fed up with his life and she doesn't want to work in a workhouse. So they steal a couple speeders and uh, she says, oh, we're going get, to get her through Screecher's Reach, uh, which is apparently a way to get out, I guess, away from wherever they are, the workhouse. Did they say they were um, going to get through also, Screecher's Reach or they were going to go to Screecher's Reach to see the they, ghost? They wanted to go see it because there's a ghost there. And oh, they just, wanted, they just to, wanted to go and like, like do an adventure event. almost. Yeah, yeah. Then it, yeah, just to be away from... I think that's what it was, yeah. It was interesting. I was like... Why scare yourself? Okay. Because that place yeah. was just too yeah, much. Yeah, be in child labor camps, I guess. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, so we, we got a, a lot of cool shots of them escaping. Well, not really escaping because no one chases them, but getting away. Um, going through this. Shots. Uh, yeah, some great landscape shots. Um, then they, they all come together. They have a little bit of a, a nice little bonding moment. We're talking about the ghost and how they're not afraid of it. And then uh, Quinn does some stupid stuff while Kina's laughing. And Nathan and Dahl have a... A short conversation where Bathan basically says, like, look, if you, uh, you've always wanted to get away from here and you've always wanted to do something more with your life, uh, if you get the chance, don't look back, uh, which will play, obviously, you know, foreshadowing going forward. Um, so we finish that nice moment, and then they're like, yeah, let's go to Screech's Reach, and just immediate hard cut to the cave. It's yeah. so good. Um, and the mood just changes immediately. They're all kind of concerned. Um kind of a little scared they start to go in and quinn starts complaining about how there's not even a ghost here and then they run into the ghost and it uh, scares the crap out of all of them we also get little shots in between of doll uh talking to this little or like not talking yet but like holding this little metal and then in the cave she starts talking to it um doing this little kind of chant um and as they like basically when the ghost appears behind doll um she stays behind so that the others can get away and starts talking to the metal and reciting a couple things that made me realize where the direction of the story was going because talking really about fear is not in her mind and like give me strength yep. give me the courage to to fight this um it was the strength part in particular but yeah kind of talking or you know going uh later on um the ghost pulls out a lightsaber a red lightsaber to which i was like uh, oh are you a ghost eh, it doesn't make a lot of sense it cuts her 
Um, and she, it looks like she's going to die to it, but she sees some cracks of light um, from the top of the cave, starts to climb up it, um, and the ghost grabs her. It looks like it's going to be, and she's, you know, please give me the strength too. And she reaches out and starts to use the force to move a giant boulder that she then drops on the ghost, um, cuts the black. She wakes up and realizes it's not a ghost. It's some old woman um, who she's half crushed under the rock that she dropped on her. Um, she sees the old woman trying to force pull the lightsaber, but she gets to it first. And we get a cool shot where she's resisting the old woman's force powers. And then she just, it cuts, but she kills her. Uh, Dahl kills the old woman. Um, we get a really awesome shot where basically she comes out of the cave and she's like shell-shocked. Um, so she kind of like walks up to the rest of them and they're asking what happened, why'd you make us go here? Um, she's like, oh, the, the voice told me to. And now we're getting the, the cool twist, right? What do you mean the voice? And she kind of says like, oh, did you know, you, you said this was going to be a test for me. And then the metal glows red and says, yes, it's time for us to meet. And we see a ship coming in from the horizon. It looks super cool. It does. It looks so like crazy alien. Um, it lands this, again, crazy... It reminded me of Kill la Kill because my brain is just rotted with anime. It um, reminded me of the, the new Match of the Gathering sets with the Phyrexians because they're all like that angular, like super drawn-out kind of metal look. Really cool. Oh, the what's March of Machines or whatever? Is yeah, that the, there's March of Machines and uh, All Will Be One. Was it one before that? But it reminded uh, me of the character Elish Norn. If you look up Elish Norn, it, it has similar vibes with the red and white. Yeah, I, I guess I just don't put that together because she the, this one had a face. <laughs> oh, not her, but like the machine itself, like the ship. Oh, the ship itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had a little conversation between Dahl and and the crazy Sith thing, um, and it's the standard Sith stuff, right? Oh yeah, this was your test. Look, that lightsaber is yours. You killed her. It's yours now. Uh, come with me and I'll, I'll teach you all this other stuff. And Dahl says, oh, and my friends can come with? And she goes, no, you, got, you have to choose. Stay here or you come with me. Um, so we get a very uh, kind of emotional scene where she she says to Bathan, like, don't look back. And he kind of nods because uh, obviously everyone else is terrified of this giant Sith woman. Um, so yeah, the, the Sith takes her onto the ship and we get a final shot of her looking back at her friends as the door closes. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, Screecher's Reach. I will say off the top, there are two things. Um, the first is when I saw the title Screecher's Reach, I kind of was reminded of Tatooine Rhapsody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to be like a, a kind of kitty, not super, you know, not super intense episode. Nope, <laughs> that was wrong. I'm very happy about that. Um, and the second is that, again, you know, coming from an animation background, I took one look at that opening shot and I was like, I, it was the same kind of thing as, as episode one, although I'm still not 100% sure if the Sith was tied to uh, Spider-Verse, but I saw that opening shot and I went, I know what movie you guys did. That looks so much like the breadwinner that I am 99% sure it is the breadwinner. Um for anyone listening, or I guess either of you guys who don't know, um, The Breadwinner is a book about, or yeah, book, yeah, novel, um, about a young girl's life in, I don't want to get it wrong, but a somewhere in the Middle East, basically, sure. during, uh, you know, the 90s, 90s, 2000s. So it, it's, it's rough. Her father gets sick. She needs to find a way to... Um, raise money for her family because he was the breadwinner, so she has to pretend to be a boy. Um, 
Mulan kind of style. Yeah. yeah, with higher stakes. Yeah, and much, much darker. Yeah. Uh, the book, it was something I read in grade school. Um, and then I went to the Ottawa Film Festival in back in 2017. Um, and they showed Breadwinner. That was one of the movies that I saw there. Uh, and I thought it was a really good adaptation. It looked fucking beautiful because they tie in a bunch of little puppet stories with it. And the puppet stories look so goddamn good. Uh, at the time, I didn't look into the company. I just thought, oh, that's that's a really good adaptation. Uh, so it shocked me to learn that it was an Irish company when I looked into it. Um, never would have guessed that. I just thought when I was watching the episode, like, oh, that's cool. They're, they're all Irish. That's that's a really neat little thing. Um, but then learning how that tied in, that was really awesome. Um, so, yeah, I guess from there, I'll jump into my little spiel about the company. Um, and then we can talk about the episode. Sure. So, uh, yeah, Studio Cartoon Saloon, their their main thing is this kind of a um, animation style. And it's very interesting to me because uh, while not all of their films dive into more serious tones like Breadwinner and Creatures Reach, um, or not even serious, but I guess dark, right? Uh, their style is this very, what you'd, what you'd associate with this like childlike or like made for children style uh, animation and design. But as you see in this episode, and as I'm talking about Breadwinner, um, they do it so well. It looks so fucking good. Um, the Their use of taking kind of softer, less aggressive pastel colors and just pushing it to a state where they can make these amazing landscapes uh, that look like, I mean, paintings, right? Like masterclass paintings. Um, having this animation style that looks like it's coming out of a kid's book. I think that's one of my favorite aspects of it. Like you can picture... If you take a shot and put it as a still image, you can make a book out of it or a, you know, a picture book out of it. Absolutely. Um, it's so impressive what they do. So they've done a lot of films. Um, I think a couple of straight to Netflix's, but uh, My Father's Dragon, uh, Wolf Walkers, Breadwinner, Song of the Sea, and The Secret of Kells. Uh, they've also done a bunch of short films. Um, those include uh, There's a Monster in the Kitchen, Late Afternoon, uh, somewhere down the line, Legend of Phil, Old Fangs, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Cullen Dulak, and From Darkness. Um, I would butcher that last name, or that second last name, because it's it looks like it's an Irish short film. Um, like I said, I don't really understand how you say those yet, but it does sound cool. Um, they've also done a couple of TV series, uh, Dorg Vendango, Puffin Rock, uh, Cullen T, which is another, it looks like, Irish uh, TV show. Uh, Anam on Arain, which I'm guessing is also Irish, and Skunk Fu. Um, so yeah, lots of stuff. Very, very talented. Uh, I do want to check out some of them because somewhere down the line in Ledge End of Phil, um, they look different in terms of the animation styles. It doesn't look like the same kind of... Um, oh, how am I already forgetting the word? But, you know, kind of like aimed for kids style. Um but yeah, overall, just fantastic, fantastic work. These guys just knocked that out of the park. Um, yeah, honestly, that's about all I've got in terms of my little spiel about the animation and uh, my kind of basic thoughts on this episode. So what did you guys think? Um, three things. First off, that little shot as they're taking the speeders across. If anybody's played Dishonored, you must yeah. have been terrified for them. 
right away because I thought those things were gonna start firing right away. It's like, oh no, yeah, yeah, you know, right? <laughs> the, the but it, the spindly thing just fell down. And I was just like, okay. Second thing, bit of this was the Easter egg that probably not an Easter egg, but for people around the world, um, the old woman in the cave, well, she's screaming and screeching a lot, mm. and in folklore, she's a banshee. And oh yeah, are the banshee is that Irish origin? Yes, it's Gaelic. That's so cool. And so the fact that, you know, it's just like, here's a Star Wars story. How can we put most of ourselves into it as well? Mm -hmm. Use your folklore, use your voices, everything like that. And they got all of it. So it was really cool that the ghost and everything they were saying, because they didn't call it anything else. And the fact she's mm. screaming the entire time, her screams ring down the walls. She's screaming when she's doing all that's that. That's cracking that really the walls. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So Banshee at that point. So I thought that was really cool um because i was just like yeah well, as soon as she started and she did nothing else like banshee wailing constantly i was like oh wait wait a minute yeah search, 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 search and found my answer that's so cool um that third part with seeing the with seeing the the light come through the ceiling as this like banshee's like staring her down it reminded me of that shot in fallen order when Vader's got you in that chokehold at the end. Yeah. Uh, spoilers if you haven't finished Fallen <laughs> Order yet, but Survivor's out, so come mm. on now. Well, what are you doing? Right? And it's just like, as you're being held there, and you look to the side, and you see the, oh, like, yeah, the force grip thing there, yeah. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> go pull it. And <laughs> it took a little longer, but she got there and pulled it, and mm -hmm. then that worked, because it was kind of cool. It was just like, I was like, do you have like can you have banshees that are dead and screaming still? It's like I guess, but the confirmations when she got crushed and she was still there it was just like, huh? Are you just a failed apprentice who didn't leave? Like I want to know more about you. I want to know more about where you got the amulet. How did you get it? Did you pick it up somewhere? Did you yeah. find it? The fact that when it actually responded to her, I was just like, oh. yeah. When the voice and came through, like, I was just like, it's an actual transmitter. <laughs> Yeah, because the whole time when she, when they're sitting by the fire and she's holding it like that, I'm just like, it's either a memento from your parents, mm -hmm. or it's like a know, religious order. symbol of some sort. That's what well, I was to thinking. To me, it was just like they're all working in this like imperial factory, right? So I'm like, okay, Order sixty six has happened. Maybe you're a Padawan in hiding who mm. didn't get that much training. So like, this is all you have from your master or whatever. So what are the teachings? You know, because to me, strength and courage isn't inherently Sith. It's just mm. like. You know, believe in the force. You have your strength of self, and you need to be courageous to live through this time. So your path of, I will follow the path of strength and courage. I'll follow the path of strength and courage. I will follow your path of strength and courage. Mm -hmm. We're seeing that so much. I'm just like, okay, like, yeah. Why did you freeze the phoenix? How could you? <laughs> but, but it was just like you know, like. That was so, that really made it a twist at the end when it was just like, oh, yes, my apprentice. And it was, I was just like, yep. all right, like I'm 10,000 times more interested now. Yeah. Let's see more of this. And yellow then it eyes. ended. And yeah. well, the yellow eyes I didn't really see until she had that whole shot where she's yeah, like yeah, all them. completely over her. And I was just like, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. But the last thing of it, and it, it was just the accents and the voices and everything like that. But for a moment, I thought they were doing a take on Red Rising. If you've ever read that book. I haven't. I don't think so. I've heard good things uh, about it. Oh, it's 
it's amazing and the audiobook here's the audible plug coming in right here <laughs> the audiobook is fantastic it was like october 2020 or something it was free so i picked it up i looked at it in indigo a whole bunch of times and everything but the audiobook is fantastic and the way it starts all their voices are i would assume to be irish and so when i heard them talking and they're in this work camp and all that i was just like I have rumblings of red rising going on. Are we gonna we're we gonna rise up and destroy the golds? Is that what we're gonna? Oh no, you're just trying to. Okay, but I was just like, for, they had me for that moment, but it already it had piqued my interest enough. So I was really hoping for some kind of crazy story, and I got it. So hmm. this is one where, sure, the first episode was great, but if there was ever gonna be a continuation, like how we got the book for Ronan and stuff like that, I would hundred percent want this mm. to have a book it's, it's interesting that you had that kind of like 50 50 thought because that was my thing with the the metal um i also had that kind of 50 50 shot where it was like when she's saying that um in the cave and then fighting the the you know banshee sith um i was thinking to myself like like the thought i had was like oh give me strength and then it was, you know, leaving this factory and escaping and wanting that better life. The the thought that occurred to me was, through strength, my chains are broken. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this might be a Sith cool. thing, actually. It's a victory, uh, though, isn't it? That's just me misremembering the quote. Because <laughs> <laughs> Strength leads know, to victory. You, yeah. Well, you have a point, because as she was you, saying it, I won. started doing the quote in my head just to remember. I was just like... Peace is a lie. There's only passion. Through passion, mm. I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my strength works. So you're not wrong. The strength is <laughs> well, still a part of it. She did that whole yeah. step. She gained strength. I'm wrong in my remembrance, but yeah. She she killed. She gained power to kill the creature or the person, mm. and then I she won. And then she her chains were broken. So like she followed so the it, entire so Sith code. The progression of the whole episode within is like, just like five minutes. It, but think it, it is though because yeah. from the start of it it's just like you know uh Bath and Southern are like you know it's fine here we have fun look at them everything it's peaceful peace is a lie okay we're gonna go to the cave there's only passion oh well I want to know what's going on okay well your passion is to follow yourself like I want better I want more and That's she didn't tell passion. them okay she didn't tell them that this was for she, her well no she didn't but like. The whole I want more thing they were well aware of. Yeah, but they're like, so oh, we're like, all going to leave together, right? And through pa so through passion, yeah. you gain strength, right? Well, the passion that brought you through the cave to get away to everything. And oh, look, through strength, that was your that was your force connection. Mm. And then through strength, you gain power. Well, what's, what's the power? The lightsaber. You have that now because of the strength you used to crush her. Through power, I gain victory. Kill the, the Banshee. Through victory, your chains are broken. Immediately, the, she gets out and the thing's talking to her again. Well, from wherever the last time I talked to her, and takes you away. Yep. Sith code. So, Noma, you're a hundred percent right on that. That's good. Just misremember or no, yeah. you're a hundred percent right. Mandela effect. So, like, it's wow. fucking amazing. I, that that didn't even cross my mind, but speaking through it, it's just like absolutely. Yeah. But also with that, this is something I I really think is interesting with the last two. Uh, with these two episodes, right? Both of these episodes, you, they could take place at honestly any time. All we know is that the Sith are active. Yes, that's it. And droids are involved on labor yeah. camps. Well, was it a droid? Yeah, they're all droids. They're like these rotating the... droids. Oh, okay. In the factory, yeah. yeah. And, and with the the first episode as well, right? Like, there's a droid. There's just Sith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. So it could be any time, as opposed to, um, you know, a decent amount of season one. We knew what time period it was, right? right? 
Conan is sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, Tatooine Rhapsody is main trilogy. Twins is main trilogy. Like all that kind of stuff, right? It's it's for the most part very well established. Right. Um, this is a little more abstract, and I think that's interesting. It kind of adds more to the creativity of it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree, and I like seeing like where you're kind of picking it apart. Be like, oh, that does make sense that there's Sith involved here. Like it's not just random. One thing I mm-hmm. I, I definitely found uh, looking through the like I was kind of going through the stills of the episode as we were talking here and the lightsaber has the same design as the sith like mother is what that's called in the credits which is the white and red hilt Mm. it's like it seems like that sith banshee person may have been a failed apprentice from this sith mother and maybe somehow the amulet that was from that person somehow made it down the mountain Mm. to her her. or maybe they were up there once before because they said like Oh, this is a ghost up there. It's like, okay, well, how did it get there? Yeah, yeah. I, I was almost wondering if it was like a failed apprentice, or my first thought was like crippled master. Like, I oops, know. I failed to kill my master. You do it for me, and then maybe, mm. maybe. I definitely... just because of how old it was. Because like, why would you go back at that point? You yeah. know, to put yourself in jeopardy at that point. No, exactly. let somebody else do it. I definitely got Darth Maul vibes from this Banshee thing because of like <laughs> how visceral it was in the cave and like the animation with the like the red and the black just kind of like really i don't even know like comic looking almost like mm-hmm. manga-esque like when luffy punches the you know celestial dragon in the face <laughs> and just goes all lines you know it's, it's very streaky yeah, yeah there's lots of it was uh, really cool it definitely shows you like the the how your imagination plays tricks on you in the dark right that's very much that right um well, based on what that it was, was the headache. sorry go ahead, go ahead. Ba- like based on what the banshee was and what she saw Right with the darkness around, that's kind mm-hmm. of interesting. But yeah, go ahead, Ed. Because that's the kind of red herring, wasn't it? She says that like, oh no, everything in the cave is only in our mind. Yeah. Immediately you think of the cave on Dagobah, and it's just bit. like, yeah, yeah. All, all that is just in your head, and you're, it's just projected outwards into this mirror cave at that point. Then, mm-hmm. but it's just like maybe the amulet told you that, and you're just parroting it when it's like, no, it's fucking real. Because right. when she got that cut, it's just like. And it's still it's like, oh shit, that was actually a lightsaber. You're lucky to have that arm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, did she hit you with the flat side of the blade? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just sends you with the, the edge. See, what's funny what's funny there is I had the tangent in the complete opposite direction, like the wrong way that time, because she said the fear is in my mind, and I was like, Yeah, you must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. And so I was just completely distracted. Yeah, so I didn't even think of Dagobah because I was thinking of Dune. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, some other things that I kind of noticed with this episode too, I love the art. Holy shit. The design of everything, the commute, for lack of a better term, to the cave on mm-hmm. the speeders and like just going across landscapes. It gave me... The, the, as montage, much as I, the very fast montage, yeah. Yeah, it, it gave me very much, as much as I hate this show now, Made in Abyss vibes with like the, the set pieces of them traveling. Um, it, it was so good. And like the, the music that pairs with it, very, very reminiscent of that too. It's just very like inspiring, awe-inspiring, I guess, in that way, right? When they're traveling. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, I didn't love the low frame rate because I'm so used to high frame rate stuff now that it like, it bugged my eyes a little bit because of the amount of like frames that they'd used to like animate it. Um, that was just a small nitpick that I had. I, once you start watching it after a while, like you get used to it, 
but it's like mm -hmm. it's it's almost like you're you're missing some frames in there that are it's like almost an unfinished piece but like that's the aesthetic of the of the vibe of that studio right um and hmm. I, I, I mean i didn't notice but yeah okay if you watch through it again like it, you definitely notice that the the frame rate's a little low um uh, look for it yeah it's it's really it's really good though like honestly out of all the things i can nitpick that's the only thing i can think of um the design of the uh the characters were really fun and unique um we didn't talk about the actors yet did we i don't think so No, we haven't mentioned their names so yet, no. we have um eva whitaker as doll and so i'm just going through her credits uh she's been in wolf walkers uh puffin rock and tina times two which is uh it looks like a short film there's a dance okay. girl for that um so that's kind of her small credits uh alex colony Connolly, uh voices bathan and he only has one credit and that's this for nice. bathan so that's kind of cool his breakout first kind star. Of, yeah breakout mm -hmm. role there with uh star wars um we have uh noah rafferty as quinn that's the little boy and mm -hmm. it's his first role as well. And so that's kind of cool that he has also his first kind of introduction into entertainment this way. We have Molly McCann uh, as Kina. And that is the little tiny green, or sorry, purple alien. Uh, there's a few roles here. Nothing that I recognize, but there's TV shows like The uh, Holiday, movies, uh, Sweetness in the Belly, Herself, Freelance, just things that I'm not, I've never heard of before, but I mean, I'm sure they're they're fantastic. Film, yeah, I'm sure they're good. My Sailor, My Love, all that kind of stuff. What are you have... saying? None of us get Sky TV or BBC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Angelica uh, Huston or Houston. Uh, she's been in a few things that you might know. Uh, American Dad as a superintendent, Ellen cool. Riggs. Um, we also have Bojack Horseman as Angela Diaz. <laughs> uh arctic dogs as magda john wick chapter three parabellum the director in that one not the director of the movie but the character the director yeah oh the the kind of like crew cut shaven i think so oh, okay uh cool. troll hunters as queen userna isle of dogs as mute poodle the voice for a mute poodle yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know i've never seen the movie oh, but i looked uh, up Ellen, Ellen, uh, Superintendent Ellen Riggs, because I love American Dad. Does yeah. anybody else here watch American no, Dad? No, I don't. I, I love it, but I haven't. I haven't seen it that much. <laughs> she's she's the woman who Stan tries to set up with Principal Lewis. Yeah, because she's Superintendent would be this person above the principal. Yeah. 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 Okay. Superintendent Riggs. That's funny. Blast my Buddha belly. <laughs> that's, um, that's that's great. We get a whole bunch of things in here. I'm just trying to see if there's anything of like note back in like the early twenty two thousands. Uh, um, the early twenty hundreds. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what a time. Anything good in here that I've seen or know that you might know? Captain EO, the Ice Pirates. Nothing really. Yeah. But yeah, that's basically Angelica Houston. And then we have uh Niam Moyles. Neve. Sorry? Ooh, Neve, okay. that's, that's the one how you, you pronounce that. Neve, Neve uh, Moyle, sorry. As yeah. a ghost that's screaming. Uh, she has basically the... She's in the animation department um, as an artist. A compositing artist, story world sequences for many, many of their projects. And uh, she, I guess, got to do a voice in this too, which is kind of cool. She did a great job screaming. Terrifying. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we got, we got all those characters and all those actresses and actors. Um, but overall, like as a full short, 
fantastic. When I saw the mm -hmm. art style, I'm like, not a huge fan of like the the way that the character designs are. But I mean, like, let me give it a shot. I watched through it. Absolutely loved it. It grows on me a lot, which uh, which is good. And I mean, the the Irish accents and stuff. I think was a cool touch, bringing that culture in and that that accent. Um, and I'm sure like the design of like the environment in certain areas was inspired by like the cliffs and stuff like that um, from the area. But yeah, kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, like a hundred percent. I recommend uh, for either of you guys or anyone who's listening who uh, really loved the art style of this, go check out Bread Breadwinner. I think it's on Amazon. I, I like half looked it up while we were talking. I think it's on Amazon Prime and Apple TV. If you've got either of those, uh, it's from 2017. It's it's, it's so good. It's really breadwinner. Really yeah, the bread. Yeah. Um, I myself am going to start looking at some other other movies because I like I said this was the only one I've seen. Uh, but now that I know the studio, it's time to to Do your the animator in me needs to the animation student in me. I guess I should say wants to see everything. Um, so yeah, yeah, cool stuff. Any last points of this episode, guys? Yes, I've plugged it many times in this podcast, and I will again. <laughs> Go listen to Red Rising. <laughs> it's, you will you will pick up that series and not be able to put it down. I went from book to book to book. No, you break, told us this no before. Nothing. I remember the title. I have, and I will always do that. It is if you like Hunger Games, if you like dystopian of any kind, Divergent, anything like that. You have to like it. You you have to and Maze Runner. I bring it in with this one only because, like, if if hearing Irish actors is something you like for the, at least the first book, a good majority of the first book, you need to. If you're in love with the Irish accent, Red Rising. Yeah. All right. And on that note, let's get into the outro. Welcome to the outro of the podcast. Uh, we've had a great episode, this one. And you know what? We're pretty concise with this episode. It's a shorter episode. Um, but honestly, not a lot to uh, kind of pick apart here. Um, and yeah, if you would like to tell us what you thought of this episode of Star Wars Vision Season 2, please uh, let us know by any of the following means, Ed. You can find all this information over at voiceoftheforce.com where you can see a bunch of our past episodes. You can see a little bit about us, a little bit more information. If you want to get to know us a little more, it'd be great. Probably update those sections. We should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have our merch shop there as well. That is shop.voiceoftheforce.com. If you want to reach us by email, you can email us at connect at voiceoftheforce.com. We're on social media as well. We're on Twitter and Instagram. We are at voiceforcepod. Any retweets or reposts of our new episode tweets, it does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. We are on Twitch as well. We stream usually Thursday nights, or Friday nights, I should say. Uh, before we do, there will be a post on Instagram or on Twitter, most likely on Instagram, so keep your eyes peeled Friday nights for that. Look around 6, 7 o'clock for when we start usually around Seven 8. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And please listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. If you do leave us a review with five stars and a comment, it does help with visibility. And should you subscribe or follow for free, you will get the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you. And remember, if you ever want to see Dan get beat up by Rancor a billion times before actually you know, putting up a good fight, go to our Twitch <laughs> channel. 
There's a VOD for that. <laughs> you get beaten up by Rancors, I get eaten by zombies. That's a good combo. You know what? That, no, that Rancor fight is bullshit. It's I so good. Right I now. loved it. It's I didn't hate it at all. I loved it at every moment. I'm like, this thing is as powerful fuck. as it should be. It is. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it, we are barely three hours into the game. You're and you still find a boss that bad. Controls, and they're just like, hey, why don't you go look in this cave here and find something? Oh, look, it's a Rancor who's going to one-shot you. Let's don't worry, do you can't animation cancel. You can't. Only, yeah. only if you're using the dual-wield stance. It <sighs> is bollocks. Because so that tells you they thought about it, Mm. They were like, they implemented it's it. It's just the best stance, yeah, guys. I don't we'll know do what's it, wrong. But not for everything. I don't know and what it's you're just talking like, about. So fuck the rest of us who don't want to use that stance, right? Mm. Nah, just fuck me, right? Like, oh, do you want a double saber? Well, you can AOE. Yeah, but there's one guy. Hold the button down and you can do a little flurry on him. But can I combo? Woo! Switch to dual wheels and combo. <laughs>